Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the weekly podcast from Grace Community Church. I am joined by the leadership team of the Family Healing Through Faith Ministries. It's a new ministry we're starting up here at Grace, and they just want to tell you a little bit about their program, um, what they're about, what they have scheduled. And I have five of the leaders here with me today, and they're just all going to share in their own way. So I'm going to go and turn the podcast over to them. And uh, Erica, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yes. Hi, I'm Erica, and I'm here, a member here at Grace Community Church, and our Family Healing Through Faith group meets here on Thursdays at 530, starting March 7th, right here at Grace Community Church. Our statement of purpose is that our Family Healing Through Faith support group is a 12-step, Christ-centered, biblically-based ministry for the families and friends who have experienced a feeling of desperation concerning the dysfunctional behaviors of someone very near to them. Confidentiality and anonymity of our members is paramount to the success of our ministry. When listening to those who share similar experiences, you will realize you are not alone in your situation. By attending our meetings, talking to other members, and working the 12 steps of this program, gradually our situation begins to look differently. As we learn to face our own reality, our emotional growth is being encouraged and our reactions begin to change. These changes in ourselves can create an atmosphere in the family that promotes recovery. The longer we continue to struggle alone, the more our thinking becomes confused. We believe we are dealing with a family illness and it can be treated by a change in our spiritual growth. Here we begin to understand that we must first be willing to help ourselves before we can be of help to others. We ask God for the wisdom to see ourselves as we really are, for the courage to do something about our own life, and cease trying to change others. We begin to understand that we are powerless over the outcome of some events involving us, and we are powerless over the lives of our friends and family members. However, we are not powerless over our own attitudes and our own behaviors and our own self-image. Just for today, my first commitment is to surrender myself to him and this program to help assist individuals and families with their own specific needs and circumstances. We can provide referrals to available professional service and organizations within our community. The next member of the leadership team we have with us is Karen. Would you like to share? Uh, Yes, I'm Karen, and I'm also a member of the Grace Community Church. I've been here for the past 10 years, and I want to focus on the purpose of our group, that our Family Healing Through Faith Support Group is designed to focus on the friends and family members who are affected by the addicted or dysfunctional behavior of a loved one. We offer family members a Christ-centered 12-step program to help them cope with their situations. We also want to stress and have you understand that you are not alone in these struggles. We have been there, and we are here to support you. Our program is for you, and we will encourage changes in your behaviors toward your friend or loved one. We also want you to know that confidentiality is our highest priority. We also provide referrals to professional service in the community when and if needed. Okay, thank you so much. Um, And next we have Catherine. I'm also a member of Grace Community Church, and I've been here for a long time. Most people do know me. And we're going to talk about, uh, right now, I'm talking about addiction. Does it affect me? Well, there are many examples of family issues, not just causes of addiction. 
although that's the number one cause in today's world. But other causes of pain are divorce, physical abuse, mental and emotional abuse, children from divorced families, lost, they lose their security, and adults through divorce lose their trust. Uh, death of a loved one due to drugs or any reason, car accident, illness, or what have you, the desire to not move on, the need for others to help us through, to pray for us and to guide us. Uh, addiction affects everybody. All people who come to contact with, the, with an addict are his or her victims or hostages. There won't be a time when the parent, spouse, sibling, child won't ask, where is so-and-so at a family function or holiday? As a parent of an addict, we move through social function acting as though everything is okay, but it's not. And we really do enjoy other family members, but we always, and I mean always, feel the pain that that person, number one person who is not there, that we feel that loss, whether it is because of an addiction to drugs or alcohol or other dysfunctional behavior disorders, depression or social anxiety, ADHD, spectrum and autisms, uh, bipolar, PTSD, borderline personality or BPD, unstable personality disorders. All of these can be the root causes of addiction. And whether or not drugs or alcohol is involved, these dysfunctional behaviors are destroyers only to the person with these patterns, but to the families also. Ignoring the problem, sure, I have. I wanted to stick my head in the bucket like most people. I wanted to believe their lies to me. And when asked if they were using, I wanted to believe it. Believe, And I also wanted to believe that it was just a phase. Eventually, they'd move out they and grow out of it, become responsible. But I was just living a life to myself. Then we would get phone calls from the police department saying one or another was in jail. And how many times have we received that call? Or the worst was when we got the call from someone saying our son had shot himself. To me, this program is very viable for other people to help them through the hardships and the pain that they're having to face today. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I'm sure there's plenty of people that can relate to the situation you're in, and this program sounds perfect for them. Okay, so the next person we have with us is uh, Fred. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Fred? Sure. My name is Fred. I'm not with Grace Community Church. I'm actually, uh, my home church is Cumberland Worship Center, and I'm a leader with um, Family Healing Through Faith Ministry. Um, I just want to touch on a couple of things here that some people may be going through. Um, not getting involved with treatment can be a very easy temptation. I have someone in my life that has struggled with drug abuse. I can't give specifics on this podcast, of course, but I'm certain it is their way of coping with a sudden death from several years ago. We are looking at getting them into a Christ-based program that I believe will help them, but they don't seem to be fully committed to doing that. In fact, their actions contradict their words, and that will tempt you to lose heart and hope. You begin wondering if they are just playing you. Then I saw a testimony at my church given by someone from that same program. After hearing their testimony, I learned that it is normal for the addict's words and actions to not line up with what they, are, what they want or desire. I now believe that there is a genuine desire for help, and so I'm going to stick with trying to do whatever I can to help facilitate them getting into the program 
that they need, but without enabling them in their dysfunctional behaviors. All throughout the past few years of dealing with this person in my life, I have been tempted to just straight up disown them, but that would be detrimental to them as they have abandonment issues already. I'm not a very social person, and I know for certain that I could cut them completely out of my life if I chose to do so. It would be the easiest solution, but I know that's not what the Lord wants. When Peter asked Jesus about how many times do we forgive others, Jesus said seven times 70. That's 490 times. It's not infinite, but it's a lot more times than we would want to forgive. That's a very significant number, too, as it pertains to the book of Daniel and the 490 years given to Israel. We are to forgive others and give them as many chances as the Lord has given Israel, and we are still waiting 2,000 years later for the final seven years to take by. We are not to allow people to run over us or be enabled by us, but we can't just cut them off either. We are commanded to be our brother's keeper, and that's why I'm still patiently waiting for the person in my life to do what they need to do. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I think we can all all relate to someone in our life that we're waiting to come back, and, and that's inspirational that you're not giving up on them, that you're actually pursuing them. You're going to work with them and help them through that situation. And I think that's that's what Jesus calls us to do. He calls us as followers, as disciples, to make a difference in other people's lives. And yeah. I think it's awesome you're doing that. So next up, we, we have Jim. Would you like to tell us about yourself? Sure. My name is Jim, and I'm the ministry leader for our new recovery program, Family Healing Through Faith. I'd like to talk about a, a couple of things that, that I think uh, family members uh, kind of get, get trapped with when they're dealing with a loved one with, with, with an addiction. And the first one is, I think there's this misnomer that, that there's a short-term solution, meaning if I can just get my loved one to a doctor, maybe to a psychiatrist or psychologist, uh, or maybe even get them into rehab or a treatment facility, that the problem will get resolved when they get out. And this is, is, is truly not the case. Uh, I can tell you that, you know, what took months and years for an addict to get to in, in, with their addiction is probably and will take months and years to get resolved and to get them to, to some kind of normalcy. Um, I'll, I'll just give you my, my own experience. I'm on the flip side because I'm also a recovering alcoholic in addition to having some family issues. But as an alcoholic, uh, most of my adult life has been trying to deal with alcoholism. And even though I have 15 years of sobriety, I can tell you I'm just one drink away from picking up where I left off. So for me, you know, the, the solution is a lifetime solution. I'll always be in recovery and uh, because I totally have to abstain from alcohol. And um, so this is where I'm at from here on out. Um, I think the other thing that needs to be understood is, is, uh, is, is the disease of addiction. And, you know, this is another, would be another podcast to, to explain what the disease of addiction is, but basically what it is in a nutshell, it's the chemical imbalance that occurs in our brain with, within the reward system. And, you know, that over time would take, you know, many months or maybe even years to get turned around, to get back again to some kind of normalcy. The other uh, issue I'd like to talk about uh, that uh, some family members 
you know, kind of get caught up in. And that's, that's that tough talk that they, they think they want to try to have with their loved one or trying to negotiate with a family member. And what I'm talking about here is, is just trying to sit down and talk through the program or try to negotiate or, and set some boundaries, you know, some limits. And typically what happens is we, hit, we fail horribly because what happens is we, we continue to enable and, you know, our, our codependency starts to grow with our loved one. And sometimes, you know, we're doing more harm than good because of the, the codependency. You know, how many times have, have we had to tell a family member, I'm tired of you robbing, stealing, and cheating me. And, you know, we, we kick them out of the house and then they lose their job or they get into a bind financially. And what do we do? The first thing we do is, is we bring them back home. Or how many times do we get that phone call saying, come bail me out? And, you know, this is, this is a, a question that really, that really wants to uh, define what is the boundary between family support, trying to help your loved one, and codependency. And that's, that's a, tough, a tough line to draw. And we as, as a leadership team with this new group can only share our experiences. And, you know, I, I think to help with that, I think we need to rely on the professional community because they deal with this on a day-in-day basis. So what it really gets down to is that tough love. It's the tough love of saying no, you know, with a family member that's, that's dealing with addiction. And the other thing is that as we're talking to our family member, I can tell you that you cannot talk or negotiate with the drug because that's who you're talking to. You're not talking to the individual. You're actually talking to the drug. And we, we know that that will make no, no sense. So I think that kind of wraps it up with our podcast. I appreciate Jeff and, and uh, the church for allowing us the opportunity to tell you about a, a new recovery program. And uh, again, our first meeting will be March 7th uh, at 530 uh, here at Grace. And we'll just uh, continue to meet every, every Thursday night. And like, again, like uh, to, to thank uh, the, the church and, and Jeff for allowing us this opportunity. Thank you, Jim, for sharing about your own testimony. And I just want to encourage you guys, those of you listening, that if, if any of this sounds like something you're going through or if there's a struggle that you're facing um, and, and you just need that extra bit of support, this program is perfect for you. So just to reiterate the date, it's going to be the starting date is March 7th. That's a Thursday at 530. Then it'll be every Thursday after that. You guys are incredibly encouraged to join the Family Healing Through Faith. Thank you guys. Have a great week.